So tonight, we'll have a look at this Great Commission, as it is called in Matthew 28, but actually the main passage I'm going to preach on is from Joshua, the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, after the five books of Moses, how we call them in German, Fünfbücher Mose, since the first book after that one, book of Joshua, and I'll preach from chapter one, and I actually would like us to read the whole chapter, just take in a little bit of the context of the verses then that we're going to look at. So let us read from the Word of God, Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will treat upon, I have tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I stop here. I think we have the context of the verses I'm going to preach on already, which is verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Words of God, words of the living God to Joshua, a leader of a 
small tribe, really, when you look at it from the world's eyes, thousands of years ago in the Middle East. And tonight, we want to see how these words are directly relevant for us today, sitting in this chapel. Now, um, as I grow older, I'm not that old already, but um, I have realized something in recent years, um, looking at this verse from Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 1, where it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. So what I've realized is really life consists of different seasons. I remember my father telling me this already early on, and I think even you, Kevin, told me a few times already. There are different seasons, and to some extent I never really understood what uh, that meant, but the older I get, I, I realize, well, there is a season where you go to kindergarten, there's a season where you go to school, there's a season where you go to university, so life is somehow naturally divided into these different seasons. There may be a season for people to be married, to have children, that's the season where I'm at right now. But I think, the more I think about this, it's also true for the church, actually. There are different seasons for the church. And looking at the past one and a half years, really, I, I believe there, there has been a new season for the church worldwide with COVID, all the regulations and what we had to deal with. And that still affects us today. And so in many ways, there's also a new season for the church lying ahead for this particular church here, but also for the church of God in general. And going from season to season, entering a new season is always connected with a variety of emotions. Um, there can be anticipation, you can be curious what comes next, you're looking forward to this. But in many, many, many situations, it's also lots of uncertainty. You don't really know what lies ahead. What will this new season bring you realize something new is coming but you don't know and so for joshua looking at joshua in this passage this was a new season for him really god had promised to the people of israel to the people of god he had actually promised abraham in particular many many hundreds years earlier that he would give them a land to inherit and now Moses, just in the passage uh, before we, this, this chapter here, the last few verses in Deuteronomy, we read how Moses goes up on this mountain looking into the promised land and then God really telling him, you will not enter this land. You can see it, but you will not enter it. And then Moses died. And God tells Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. And now the leadership is with Joshua. This is a new season in his life. And what a season it is. And I wonder how Joshua felt in this moment. I'm pretty sure there was fear involved, uncertainty, probably also anticipation. But when we look at the words that God gives him, we can be sure he needed encouragement. He needed encouragement, and so do we tonight, don't we? We need encouragement. 
And so there's this one encouragement that is repeated time and time again. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Also at the end in this chapter, only be strong and courageous. Again and again. And really, we could take these verses just by themselves and could be encouraged by them. When I, but I think when we look a little bit at the context of these verses, we will be encouraged even more because we will realize something. In this passage, we have three things that we can observe how the Lord encourages Joshua. And we will find that this encouragement is actually echoed in the New Testament, in the words of Christ to his disciples when he leaves this earth and basically sends his disciples into a new season of their lives. So there are three things I want to look at tonight. And that is, there is a call to go. There is a call to Joshua to trust. And there is a call to the word of God. And the first call here is the call to go. That is verse 2 and 3 in Joshua chapter 1 when it says, My servant Moses is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them. And really, you can already see here a connection with what Christ tells his disciples. Go, therefore, into all the earth to make disciples. There is a call to go. That means our Christian life, our life as believers, is not an inactive life. It is very active. We are always on the go, as it were. Go. And I want us to notice as well that it is a personal, very personal call the Lord said to Joshua that implies God was really speaking to him. It wasn't just an arbitrary unseen force or some kind of karma that he sensed, now I need to enter this new land. There was someone, the personal living God, speaking to him. And he knew there would be Hindrances ahead. There would be enemies in this country to fight. There was war lying ahead. But God spoke to him. And when we look at the disciples, they had the living God in front of them. Go, therefore. Go. And I also want us to notice that it's not so uncertain as we could maybe think because God emphasizes himself that the ground, the land, it is actually prepared in many ways. When we look at verse 3, it says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, is it tread or treed? Tread upon? Tread. tread upon. I have given to you just as I promised to Moses. So the place, the new season, it was prepared already. It wasn't completely uncertain. God had prepared it for them. And in many ways, I think that also is echoed by the Apostle Paul in the letter to the Ephesians, 
when he speaks to us as believers in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, where it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And this is a great, I think, a first great encouragement. If you are maybe about to enter a new season, God has actually prepared the way for you. He has prepared good works beforehand. And now you ought to go to walk in them. And so how do we go? How do we go? And this is the main thrust which I have already mentioned, we go strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So there's this word courage included here. So we ought to have courage as we go. And um, because I'm not so much in the biblical languages yet, um, I have just looked at a dictionary, what the word courage actually enrolls, what, what is included in courage. And obviously I've looked at a British dictionary and an American dictionary. It's interesting to see the difference. <laughs> that was the first thing I found. When you look at um, courage in the British dictionary, it says courage is the ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. So the ability to control your fear. It's already interesting to see that courage includes that you may have fear. It's, it's, it's more about controlling that fear, being ready to still do something, control your fear. Now, the American Dictionary um, went a bit further. It says the ability to control fear and to be willing to deal with something that is dangerous, difficult, or unpleasant. And so I thought this is interesting to see. Now, when you look at courage, it includes being afraid at times. It doesn't mean that you don't have any fear, but it is the willingness to deal with whatever difficulties may come. To go anyway. And so, the Lord encourages Joshua to go and to be strong and to be courageous. And the question really is, on which basis? And actually, I want us to notice as well, it's more than a call, really. It is a command. It says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Commanded you be strong and courageous. So this is the picture of a military officer basically telling his soldier, You have to be strong. There is no option here. You have to be strong. You have to be courageous. Now, on which basis? Let's look at verse 5. God says to Joshua, I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Also in verse 9, do not be frightened, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And we find that again, obviously, in Christ's words to his disciples. 
I will be, be with you always, even to the ends of the age. So the basis for the courage here, the basis for this ability to control our fear, to go ahead, is actually that we are not alone. We are not alone. God is with us. He is present. I've just thought about a picture that helped me to understand this, and I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've been, most of you, um, um, on a kind of a, um, what is it, a Freizeitpark, Rivka, you have to help me here, like a leisure, a, new, a theme park, yeah, a theme park, amusement park. Uh, it's a kind of a positive picture, but anyhow, now, as a younger child, I mean, you look at these roller coasters, and then you're really attracted to them somehow, you know, you want to go on this roller coaster, but you're afraid, and you need courage. And so what do you do as a parent? Do not be afraid. I'll join you. We go on the roller coaster together. And really, in a sense, this is what this promise is all about, really, the roller coaster of our lives, going ups and downs, difficulties, but also happiness. And God says, I'll be with you. I sit with you in this roller coaster. You know, I'm not far away. I'm not even watching you from afar. I actually sit right next to you. And this is God's promise here to Joshua, and it is Christ's promise to his disciples, and therefore it is Christ's promise to us as a church, as the people of God, even today, as we enter new seasons in our lives. Can you hear that echo? Fear not. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I think it's true to say that this phrase, fear not, it's it's, it's found more than 70 times in the Bible. And so we have this encouragement even to us tonight. Be strong, be courageous. Be strong and be courageous, Sheffield Presbyterian Church. Be strong and courageous. And finally, so there's this call to go. We ought to move. There's this call to trust, really, because God is with us. And finally, there is a call to the word of God. And I'm very thankful here that Kevin, a few months ago, I think early on this year, he already preached on this here in Sheffield. So let us have a look at verses 7 to 8 in Joshua 1, where it says, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, it, uh, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. So in this process of going and entering a new season in our lives, we ought to trust in God's presence with us, but we also ought to never forget that we need God's battle plan, as it were. We need his treasure map we need his guidelines on how we ought to walk, what, what we should decide, how we should decide, and what we should base our decisions on, and that is the word of God. It's 
the formula to success in many ways. God promises Joshua, then you may have good success. What a promise. If you do this, you will be successful. So many books today written on being successful. Well, here it is. Here it is. These guidelines here. The word of God. And so an application really already, when we look at this, I think we need to realize it's Christ who encourages us as well in his words when he says, I'll be with you always, and he says beforehand, you ought to teach them everything that I have commanded you. So this refers to his words and his teaching. So it's really the whole of scripture that we ought to talk and speak about in our daily lives. We need to speak to each other about the word of God. This should be a daily exercise. Find at least one person to speak about the word of God each day. How's that? We need to explore the word of God. We need to read it, find more about it, find out more about it. We ought to meditate on the word of God. And I want to refer you to Kevin's sermon here. Uh, maybe you listen to it again. Uh, you'll find it on sermon online. What it means to meditate on the word of God. And obviously we need to obey the word of God. All this is included in these words. And so really no matter what the season is in our lives, we always ought to take the time for the word of God. And especially in seasons where it seems that we are so busy that this is something that we drop easily. But here, I mean, look at this commander, Joshua. I mean, he was about to fight people. He had to prepare army. But he had to take his time for the word of God. Every day, it says. Day and night, I think. And there's one final observation. Because we've now heard lots of, you ought to go, trust, Read the word of God. And we may feel frail at times and weak and we just say, oh, I can't do all these things and I'm still afraid of the next season. And there, I think it's a great encouragement when you look at the name of this leader in the Old Testament, looking at Joshua. What is the meaning of this name? And what, or who does this name point us to? It's Joshua. That means God is salvation. It's the Old Testament name, really, for Jesus, for Jesus Christ. And so in many ways, Christ fulfills all these promises to Joshua here. He passes them on to his church, but he has fulfilled also these commands perfectly. He's the only one who was really strong and courageous, who meditated upon the word of God day and night, who was aware that God was present with him in everything, every single detail of his life. He fulfilled this. He, filled, he lived this perfect life. We see his perfect obedience to God's call in his life. And so as we may feel weak, and still afraid, I want, us, yeah, I want us to be encouraged again, like this morning, to fix our eyes on him then, 
fix our eyes on Christ, our Savior, who lived that perfect life of obedience and who echoes this encouragement, really, from Joshua to his disciples, to us as a church and people of God today. And one final and last thought for today. Where are we heading? Verse 13 in Joshua chapter 1. Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God is providing you a place of rest. And I and I will and he will give you this land. You know that God is finally, ultimately, leading you to a place of rest. Isn't that a great promise and a great thing to know? Isn't that also our desire? We want to be at a place of rest in our lives. And so Christ promises us he will be with us always as we go. And this is a call to us, but also a promise for every new season of our lives and our church. Amen.